Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Tim Colbert. Well, 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 welcome back to... Sound like the beginning of a rap song, didn't it? Or hip-hop. Well, 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 welcome back to uh, today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. If you want to send us an email, as long as it's positive and encouraging, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Any, uh, if you got something negative to say about me or my <laughs> or my posse here, you can send that to comments54999 at China.com. All right? Send it to that email site. Email email address, I should say. Anyway, Fred, now Steve Jordahl joins us along with Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Welcome How back. How are you doing? Um, um, I like this song. Yeah. It was a good show. It was a fun, uh, fun show. John Travolta's first uh, appearance. Uh, I'm well. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, coming across the street and joining us. What do you got? Uh, there's a couple of breaking things going on right now. I know you guys have covered Afghanistan fairly uh, yeah, we have. We're bored with it right now. Well, let me just give you a couple things that broke okay. today. So uh, within the last half an hour, President Joe Biden says he will stick with August 31st as a deadline to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan. He said that today? He's, yes, he, he just said that. This, this is a, a firm commitment. He said uh, he won't rule out military staying in Afghanistan past the deadline if it's needed to get Americans out. Now, hold on. That's double talk. Read, read what you just said again. You just told me he said sticking with the deadline, and then he says, but the deadline doesn't work. We're not sticking with it. Doesn't that sound like to you? Yeah, well, kind of. Uh, the two statements says, says President Biden will stick to his August 31st deadline to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan despite pressure from the G7 leaders to extend it because the Taliban hasn't given him permission to go past that. And he said, though, he will not rule out military staying in Afghanistan past the, the deadline if it's needed to get Americans out. That's no answer. Well, to me, if you say, I'm not going to rule it out, I, I would rather hear him say, we will be in Afghanistan until every American is out. That's all you need to say. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. I, I, Ray, am I the only one who reads that as double talk here? No, no, I do too. It is. That, that's almost like the definition of double talk. You now say one thing, then mm-hmm. the other. Listen to what John Kirby, who is the Defense Department press secretary, he just made these remarks, says there has been no change to the Biden administration timeline of getting all American forces out of Afghanistan by August 31st, which is next Tuesday. Quote, we continue to make progress every day in getting Americans, as well as special immigrant visa applicants and vulnerable Afghans out, he added. We remain committed to getting any and all Americans that want to leave to get them out. There is that phrase again, who want to leave. leave. (laughs) There it is again. You know, I've got a big dinner planned with my Afghan friends for next Tuesday. I I can't just leave them lurch, you know. we got groceries we bought. Okay. Uh, One more thing from Afghanistan. This is the end, uh, as far as, unless you want to go back to it, but... um, Alex Ward, who is the national security reporter for Politico, is uh, reporting that he has seen leaked State Department cables with evacuation numbers. So, 
As of August 23rd, the total manifest since midnight uh, in Kabul uh, on the 23rd, so that's uh, 24 yes. hours, um, they have uh, gotten a total of 6,900 uh, people out of Afghanistan. 6,400 of those are Afghanis, 483 only are Americans. Since the whole uh, evacuation operation began, a total of 26,582 people have been evacuated. 21,000 of those are Afghans. 4,400 of those are American citizens. Uh, the Afghans don't have to sit and wait for a text to tell them to go to the airport. So um, it just, the, the numbers, and, and by the way, the Biden administration really doesn't have any idea, have a clue as to how many Americans are in country. They think it's somewhere between 10 and 15,000, and they've gotten 4,000 of them out. I don't know. We're, they're bringing these uh, Afghans, many of them, to four uh, U.S. bases. Uh, uh, Fort Lee and there's three others. But at least one, after they came here and they were vetted, at least one of the Afghan males was on the no-fly list. But he arrived on an American uh, uh, forces airplane. I believe it was in the Dulles. But he was on the no-fly list, and that is a big concern uh, from well, a lot of military people. We're not vetting these folks. Listen, another another story lost in this because the news media did not want to, at least the liberal news media did not want to give it any attention. The leader of the Taliban, see, Biden's got me doing that now. <laughs> huh? Ladies and gentlemen, the Taliban. Taliban. Uh, anyway, the leader of the Taliban, is that what it's called, Fred? Mm -hmm. Okay. He, uh, he was in Guantanamo Bay. Yes. As a captured terrorist that we were holding. Well, Obama decided it'd be a great idea if we, he would release him and three others or three or four others in in a trade for Bergdahl. Correct. Was it Brian Bergdahl? Uh, Bo. Bo. Bo Bergdahl. He was a deserter. Yes. You remember that story? Mm -hmm. And Obama said, so Obama put a top terrorist back on the fighting field yes. in Afghanistan, and that's who we're dealing with now. Yes. Thanks to that. President Obama. Mm-hmm. Releasing terrorists from Guantanamo Bay and sending them back across the world, mm -hmm. and nobody talked about that because it made Obama look bad, mm -hmm. and they don't want to talk about that. and and Biden too because Biden was vice president when that happened. I don't know. Sometimes you wonder whose side these people are on when they make decisions like that. Uh, you know. Well, and we just told the Taliban this morning that all American troops are going to be out of Afghanistan by a week from today. So a week, we're, we're so gone. a week from today, Fred, all the troops are going to be gone. Basically, according to what the Pentagon just said, obviously they took their order from the president that they're not going to budge on the August thirty first deadline. All right, you know what's going to happen then, guys? I think, and I think it it potentially be a disaster. Probably will be. What he's going to do? What Biden's going to do? He's going to tell. He's going to want to get out. So the last plane leaves next 
a week from today. Mm-hmm. And what what Jen Psaki and Biden and them say is, well, listen, we, they had time to get to the airport. Everybody who wanted to leave, we had planes available. We got them out. We can't help it mm-hmm. if uh, if those people did, did, didn't make it to the airport. But we had to leave sometime. We had to have a date certain, and that's it. So, And, and then they'll say, but we'll do everything we can uh, to help anybody who needs assistance getting back. But we had to pull our – they had to also – the reason this the military had to know today is they had to have time – the plan to get the military out because we got like 6,000 troops over there. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to get them out of the country too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's a, that's a big factor in, in planning this. The, um, the administration strikes me as like a four-year-old who doesn't look more than 10 minutes down the road. So if you had a four-year-old and you said, I can give you one piece of chocolate right now, or I'll give you a whole bar, you know, tomorrow, they have no concept of that. the The administration is all about appearance, and they need to get everybody out by nine eleven, so they can say that they've met that goal. Wow, wow, wow! <clears throat> and yet they don't see they they're, they're unwilling to look down the road more than like a week. They can't. It doesn't process. Steve, I want to ask you, isn't the inevitable result then that after next Tuesday, there are going to be thousands of American citizens in Afghanistan stuck over there? Isn't it almost inevitable what's going to happen? I agree with that completely. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Steve. Let's look at uh, other things going on in the world. Uh, Democrats in Washington are still trying to get this massive $3.5 trillion infrastructure that has nothing to do with infrastructure bill passed. You remember they attached it to the $1.2, I think it was, trillion dollar infrastructure bill that really was more infrastructure, roads and bridges and such. Um, but uh, uh, Schumer and Pelosi just were adamant that they were going to stick this uh, $3.5 trillion bill on the end of this so they could pass it by reconciliation. Well, Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin, the two Democrats that give uh, Nancy Pelosi the most trouble, uh, are not on board. They are not going to vote uh, for passage of this $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill by what's called reconciliation. They're going to make them vote on it up or down. Mm. Well, on top of that, you've got the nine House Democrats last night who refused to vote. Uh, Nancy Pelosi wanted to vote last night. A resolution passed that, along with the $1 trillion infrastructure bill, that she wanted a guarantee that they would link together with the $3.5 trillion deep socialist package that Biden wants. And nine Democrats, they're calling them moderate Democrats, uh-huh. are refusing to go along with that. The mod squad, they're calling them. Yes. <sighs> I, I don't think this thing's going to get passed. 3.5? No. No. Nancy has, this is the first real big defeat. She's been really good at counting up until now. Yes. I think this, this is her swan song. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that the Democrats will have the House come uh, 2022 at the end of their election. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, I uh, predict, is going to retire to San Francisco. Okay. All right, uh, so much, and so, eat so her much, so much I can say about that that is better left unsaid, uh, Steve. In addition, the Biden administration is canceling another $5.8 billion in student loan uh-huh. loans. These are for um, 
uh, total and permanent disability uh, people who are disabled. Yeah, I, I'm just stunned by the power of the presidency when it relates to money. Yeah. Because uh, the uh, U.S. Constitution delegates money to the Congress. That is to, uh, t- you know, to take money in and to spend money, allocate, I should say. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to go through Congress. And you're telling me the President of the United States, ha- and you're, you're not telling me this, Chris, I mean, as Steve, you're just reporting it, has the unilateral authority to <clears throat> just, just say people don't have to pay back their government student loans. So Congress, uh, the House of Representatives is charged with everything financial that goes on in the government. Right. Once, though, that they pass a budget, the, um, a, the executive branch executes those yeah, laws. Yeah, but these are, these can, are, th- this is debt. Yeah. People owe money back to, I'm sorry that people incurred huge amounts of money, uh, but they knew it when they signed up for it. They did. People knew they were getting student loans that they would have to pay back. Then they get through with college and they go, I don't want to pay back these student loans. They're very burdensome. Yeah. Well, what if everybody did that about every kind of loan? <clears throat> I mean, you, 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 you know what you're signing to get uh, when you sign for those student loans. College is very expensive. But don't go sign up for the student loans and then complain about having to pay them back. But anyway, that's uh, kind of off track here. Biden has said he's, he's made the executive decision to just forgive a bunch of loans? That's correct. Um, kind of like he did by saying you, the uh, uh, apartment owners can't collect. Yeah. That's exactly the, the same thing. Now, I graduated college with about $30,000 in debt. I paid every single penny of that back. So am I going to get a refund now? No. Nope. That's what I want to know. What if you paid for your college mm-hmm. and you didn't go into debt? Are you Do you qualify for maybe – what you would have gone into debt, or are we only going to what you like, should have, what you should have borrowed but yes. didn't? <laughs> yeah, right. It seems like to me you're punishing people for being responsible. Right. Well, you are right. Uh, so, what is this? Who who they? Forget? This is who qualifies for this are uh, total and permanent disability discharges. So, more than thirty three hundred twenty three thousand federal student loan borrowers um, will who are uh, permanently disabled. Automatically discharged, yes. Um, yes, the, those who have disability that's identifi- identifiable. Well, they won't Social be able Security. to pay it back anyway if they're in that condition. Most likely. Huh? Most likely. If you, if, no, yeah. and I, I, quite frankly, I don't know how you qualified for all that money if you were disabled. I don't think time. all of them, well, all of them probably were not disabled at the time they, but I, but I have a hard time believing well, that I have a little none more, of them were. I have a little more sympathy for that kind of situation because you tell me if somebody, in fact, was healthy and then mm-hmm. they got sick and disabled and they can't make a living, then that's different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, I'm just watching the headline here on Newsmax. 300 uh, absentee ballots found in a car of a pastoed felon. This is uh, recall ballots in, in California. California. 300 <clears throat> California with, recall ballots found in the car of a pastoed felon. Along with a fire. I don't know how these drugs. got here. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I would just went in McDonald's. 
It's just, not drugs. It, it's not booze. No. It's ballots. Officer, I, I have no idea. And totally coincidentally, they got like four pens that have no ink left. Right. Well, I, All of them for Gavin Newsom. I mean, it's, yeah. what, what are the chances, right? Yeah, right, but right. don't worry. We got ba- we've got voter security here in California. <laughs> right. Is this is this a breaking news story? This is a breaking news. Three hundred California recall ballots found in the car of a passed out. Wonderful headline. No, oh, my no. goodness. Yeah, if they're going to be all for the Democrat, that's going to be, huh? That's going to be uh, Shades of Atlanta. And when he woke up, he said, yeah, I just came from a duplicating machine. <laughs> <laughs> there's more oh where that came from. Oh my. Now, is there any chance right. that Gavin Newsom will be recalled, the governor of California? I mean, that, they, they got a, a pretty chance. high bar there, On don't a they? fair vote, Yes. Me? If it's a fair vote, if if we don't have a bunch of people with 300 ballots that they're going to be you know, stuffing the box with, yes, I think he has a good chance of being recalled. This oh, is, really? I mean, I there's do. like, what, 40-some candidates on the ballot, Steve, yeah. something like that? Some I think huge he's upside numbers. down. I think, uh, I mean, granted, it's 47 people against one, So, um, but I don't think he has uh, 50%. Uh, so there's, there's probably going to be a runoff, right? There will be a – a runoff if if Newsom doesn't get fifty percent right. That's no. why I'm saying he's going to be hard to beat. No. I thought I read where there's not a runoff. There's not a runoff. That's oh, so why. it's just whoever gets the most it's votes. Two, it's, just, it's two questions on the ballot. The first question is, do you want to recall Gavin Newsom? If Gavin Newsom passes that, if in other words, forty nine percent, fifty one percent want him to stay, then that's the end of it. If he is voted out, then they look at who the rest of the people are, and whoever gets the most votes becomes the new governor. Of All right. The reason I say he survives the recall vote, probably easily, in my opinion, he'll get all the Democrats, and then uh, maybe I think he's in trouble with some of the Latino voters. But otherwise, California is a very liberal state. They're not going to vote for a conservative. Doesn't matter how bad uh, Gavin Newsom is, uh, in my my view i mean especially if you can't have a runoff if you had a runoff then ray there'd be a chance that he could be defeated but you don't have a runoff it's going to be him and then what 30 others splitting the vote right. up i mean there's larry elder is one of the leaders right yeah but yeah. he's way behind newsom what i saw the real clear politics average for gavin newsom of of staying or removing gavin newsom 48% of Californians want to remove him. That's the, the well, that's average not, of polls. But that's not even a majority. Well, you got – that's very close. Yeah. 48% is what you 48%. said. 48%. So you, the YouGov poll is 48%. The Survey USA poll, 51%. And there's another poll, 46 and 47% that want him. Okay, gone. okay. So it, let's say it's 51% want him removed. So then – then you go to the second question: Who do you want? Right. right. Mm-hmm. But is he off that? Is he off that second question if he loses in Correct. the first one? He's not eligible. Yeah. Okay. So he's got to win it on the first. He's got to win it on the recall question. Correct. Not in. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Now I didn't, I didn't. I didn't know that. So so the first question: If he loses, he's uh, gone. Ray he's says fifty-one percent. He he doesn't matter about the the voting on the ballot. Not to him. He's he can't he's be on gone. that ballot. He's gone. Yeah. Well, then, okay, okay. Well, then, if that's the case, Larry Elder, maybe there's a shot, but I, I still, I believe it when I see it. Yeah. Um, it's amazing it, that they got this far. 
the recall yeah. people got it. There'd be point. have to be a whole lot of Democrats upset with uh, Gavin Newsom for him to lose because, as I say, California is far left uh, mm-hmm. on, in their politics. Well, you've got two different classes of people that would like to see him gone. You got the people who have looked at him. He's one of the most hypocritical. Uh, go no further than the French Laundry uh, restaurant. Uh, one of the most hypocritical mayors as far as COVID and everything goes. He's a governor. And this, sorry, governor. And the second one though are the ultra liberal uh, Californians, and there's a lot of them who don't think he goes far enough with his social policies and everything. They're all of them are kind of yeah. one and gone. So, uh, all right, next story. All right. Um, They've got a couple of churches that are doing some interesting things. I, there's a church in California. There's Destiny Christian Church in Rockland. Pastor is Greg Farrington. And they are offering religious exemption letters for people who are opposed to the COVID vaccine. You go in, you get a letter. This is, it's, like, it's like a doctor's note from work. <laughs> Except Who does that work with? I, well, I don't know if the state will take it. The church is just giving them a. Uh, I don't. Can know. you get a, a a letter if you like? You know what I'm saying. Give a better tie. Wink, wink. Well, <laughs> maybe. Huh? Um, so, but nobody's. So, no public entity, no government entity is yet mandating that everybody has to in California unless, or anywhere, unless you're working for a government agency. In other words. Uh, they can't come and say, Tim, you have to take this. You're employee of AFA, but doesn't matter. We're going to make you take the vaccine anyway. But if you wanted a religious exemption, then you got one. There's a church in Atlanta that is saying that it will track the COVID vaccine for you. They're not letting anybody in the building unless they've been vaccinated. And and they will they will, they're going to keep your name in okay. a database. Again, I, I spent 30 minutes on this yesterday. <laughs> I got tired of listening to myself, but I'll just make this point again. Vaccination, uh, if you want to get vaccinated, go for it. If you don't, you know, that's your decision. I'm not I'm not against vaccination. I know a lot, a lot of people here on our staff have, have had to have the vaccination. We're not against vaccines. But this idea that we're going to segment and segregate people in our society people who've been vaccinated and people who haven't, and then we're going to shame the people who haven't when they have their own reasons for not doing it, which, by the way, what I said yesterday was the vaccine doesn't stop people from getting COVID. That's what we're finding out. And it out. doesn't stop people from giving COVID. Mm-hmm. So uh, that not that basically the same as somebody who has natural immunity? Immunity, like, and evidently it doesn't last as long as we thought it was going to last. Anyway, I know we're right? going to get a booster on a booster on a booster. Are we going to be requiring next year? We're going to be shaming people, saying, "If you had the third booster, mm. if not, right. you're killing people." Yeah. I mean, is that what we're going to be doing a year from now with this? It sounds like it for these. Uh, so, uh, I, I think we need to give credence and list. Uh, anybody like me says I got natural. I got antibodies just like you do. You got yours from Pfizer. I got mine from COVID. Okay? And we're and we're, and we're both doing our part to yes. save the world here. Yes. All right. Uh, so, thanks for joining us, everybody. Steve, appreciate your contributions. My pleasure. And, Fred, thank you. You bet. Ray, thank you. Thank you, Tim. 
Okay, everybody, we hope that you have a wonderful, I say wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. And uh, just keep listening to American Family Radio, and we shall see you back here tomorrow. Thank you.